What is up, you guys? Welcome to Mindset Sessions by Off The Wall Therapy. I am Brock Eisman, and I am stoked to give you guys a look into the sport and performance psychology world. I am here to help you create tools and optimize your potential. Let's get it. Welcome back to Mindset Sessions. I am Brock and I have Grizz sitting across from me. For those of you who don't know, this session for episode 14, we're going to be going over Q&A. And basically what Q&A is, you guys can send in questions pertaining to anything performance. It doesn't have to be sport related, literally anything performance. And we will go over them. We will answer you directly and uh, we'll get you going on those. So, We have three different segments to the podcast and a little bit different from the first 10 episodes that we did. These segments are Q&A, like today, what you'll see, what we go over. And then the second one is SMB, which stands for Sport and Brain. Basically, we read research studies pertaining to a specific topic that either I choose or someone shoots in and they go, hey, can you talk about this? Um, And then the third one is interview style. And over the last three weeks, we've actually gone through one of each of those and it's just going to cycle exactly like this so it's going to go q a then smb and then interview every single time all right so zach what's the email that people can send in questions to so you can send in questions at brock at off the wall therapy.com perfect so brock at off the wall therapy.com you guys send in those questions if you want to dm those questions you can dm them to mindset sessions podcast or at off the wall therapy. Um, I'll probably reply to off the wall therapy a lot faster. So, Zach, what are the questions for today? Well, before that, um, I got a oh, short yeah, the joke. Joke, yeah. joke of the day. Joke of the day. Give, okay. the joke, give the joke of the day. So, where does a catcher sit at dinner? I don't know. Behind the plate. All right. <laughs> Behind the plate. It's Behind the plate. That's yeah. Done. Thank you. Print that. Okay, so going into questions. Uh, question number one. Cringe no more. So question <laughs> number one. Hi, Brock. I have a question regarding your philosophy on the balance between mental and physical training in sports. I know you say it's 100% mental and 100% physical. Would love to get some insight. Thanks. First off, the reason why I say it's 100% physical or 100% mental and 100% physical there is a old Yogi Berra quote that he basically says that the game is 90% mental and 10% physical. Obviously, that's a good thing for sports psychology when someone at his level is is saying that mental, the mental side of sports is really, really important. Who's Yogi Berra, dude? For, for your younger audience. Old, old baseball player. He's a catcher. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And uh, guy actually got in trouble for sports betting, right? That... Uh, I think I know Pete Rose did. I don't oh, think, Pete Rose! I don't think I don't think uh, he got into it. Yeah, no, that was totally the wrong guy. Anyway, but he was a catcher, right? Okay, really old guy catcher back in the day. Um, he said the game is ninety percent mental and ten percent physical. I understand where he's coming with that. I I don't like that saying just because obviously guys are going to be training and working out 
almost more than they focus on their their mental aspect and for most people who have made it far in sports like they haven't necessarily even been like okay the mental side they know it's the most important part but they don't actually work on it so understanding that it's 100% mental and 100% physical is me just saying hey guys let's start thinking of this in the same exact way that you think of how you train physically like it's at some level, at a certain extent, you are going to have to train mentally just as much as you do physically. And for my athletes out there who are just like, yeah, I don't need sports psychology, I don't need mental performance, you're already doing it. Why not try and do it like at the maximum capacity that you can uphold? Trying to trying to improve your performance. So if you can do it, if you can get that little edge, it all has to do with that mental side, right? So Going into this, like I said, I, I want to I want to answer your question even more thoroughly than just that. Um, here's some specific like tasks that I really want you to to think about, and I'll kind of I'll kind of break them down and make them really concise to answer this question. So, my philosophy from the balance of physical and mental, the 100% mental and 100% physical. The very first thing I want you to do is set very clear goals. Okay. And in these goals, I want you to be able to, well, first off, when I talk about goals, I don't necessarily like to say the word goal. You'll hear me say that a lot. I like to say the word standard because a standard, Grizz, are you staying with me on that? Yeah, I'm staying with you. I'm tracking. Okay, cool. All right. So for the standard, when we set a standard, a standard is basically like a non-negotiable. So if you say like you're playing baseball and you go to a field, like what's the standard of being on a baseball team, uh, there's a there's a lot of things that go into play, but you always want to be playing on a field that doesn't look like it's a parking lot, you know. Like, okay, more more of like your standard though. Like, what is your standard for showing up to practice? Do you have to do it at a specific time? Yeah, yes. I would say, and then you have to wear cleats, and then exactly. you have to have a belt, you have to have a hat, you have to have a uniform. That's your standard. If right. you don't meet that standard, you don't get to participate. You don't reach whatever goal you're trying to achieve in baseball, right? When we set goals, I really want you guys to start setting standards because standards you have to complete. So when you think of a goal, think of the word standard. Switch the word goal to standard. And the more the more standards that you set for yourself, the more you're going to achieve whatever goal you have simply because it's non-negotiable. Like you are just setting it up only for success because that's the only thing that you want to achieve, right? So set clear goals. So how Which, do, oh, I was going to say, yeah. um, how would I go about setting them, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So when you set a goal, you have to set two, two separate goals. And every single goal, there's a performance goal and a process goal. Most people will set a performance goal. So like a goal, I want to uh, hit 95 miles an hour while throwing a baseball. Or I want to, say, gain 20 pounds this summer. Or I want to, like with weightlifting, I want to put 20 pounds on my max, whatever it is, like squat or something. So you set a performance goal. You have that performance goal, that's great. Where people fall off is they don't set the process goal. And the process goal is three, four, five times longer than the actual performance goal. So there's two parts to every single goal. Back to what I was saying, the 100% mental, 100% physical, if you're not doing the goal setting side, if you are not setting standards for yourself, you are not going to achieve the physical side. You're not going to squeeze out every bit of physical um, performance that you can, right? So setting goals, absolutely incredible for you. 
Okay. Do those guys have to... Would you say they have to write their goals down? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I remember hearing one time, uh, like, if you don't at least write down your goals, they're just like... Dreams? They're just daydreams. Yeah, they're just dreams. Absolutely. If If you don't write down your goals, they're just thoughts inside of your head. And what do we know about thoughts inside of your head? They're fleeting. Yeah, there's a lot, and and there's a lot too, right? Especially when you throw negativity in there. But back to goals, Um, I want you guys to reach your goals, so start thinking of setting standards, and if you want more help with how to set goals, absolutely, I do that. We actually just started summer, so a lot of my baseball guys that just came back, and you guys that are listening, you know that setting goals at the beginning of summer is something that you want to go into next season. It starts right now, right? So whatever goal, wherever you're at, you ever heard the saying, the best the best time to plant a tree is today or 50 years ago, right? That's the whole thing. Okay. Start by setting goals. You're not, you're not too far behind by doing this. I want you to start setting goals and reaching those goals right now, okay? That so, makes sense. Set some goals, set some standards. Makes right? sense. Okay, cool. Um, also, when it comes to the, the 100% mental, 100% physical, Obviously, you have to incorporate some sort of mental skills training. Goal setting could be one of those, right? Just like physical training, mental skills is essential, okay? Practice techniques like visualization, um, neutral thinking, relaxation exercises, breathing exercises, all of those, absolutely 100% you need to incorporate, okay? Another thing, um, self-awareness. You'll hear me talk about the word recognize a lot. When it comes to recognizing that is all like recognizing where I'm at physically to where I can work on something mentally and physically to promote the best physical performance that I have. Okay. So self-awareness, be able to use that word recognize. You need to be able to pay attention to your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your physical sensations during training and competition, right? So all of those things, very important. Self-awareness will help you identify any psychological barriers or distractions that might impact your performance, okay? Makes sense. Next thing, prioritize your physical and mental recovery. That's a physical and mental thing. Like when someone says, hey, you need to focus on recovery, like going to a physical therapist or working on mobility or stretching or whatever you call that, you need to prioritize that. And that's not just a physical thing, that's also a mental thing. They both go hand in hand. Okay, so make sure you incorporate sufficient amount of rest, sleep, proper nutrition, and like I said before, relaxation techniques, all of those. I actually have athletes, I send them, you know who Wim Hof is? You ever heard of that guy? I've heard of Wim Hof. Yeah, so the ice bath guy, the crazy ice bath guy. Yeah, Um, he's like Nordic, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That guy, really, really good. He actually has a very old video. This is probably from five years ago. And it's literally this, like his intro to to breathing exercises. And it's actually a relaxation breathing exercise. And I send it to my athletes. It's, I I still send it. It's like on his Instagram from five years ago, like I said. Um, And I'll send it to them and they'll practice it and they'll use it. And I usually have them use it before they go to bed because it kind of makes you sleepy. It kind of makes you tired. Um, But finding something like that, if you guys actually want that one, if you want to scroll down on his Instagram from five years ago, you could, or you could just email me or DM me and I could send it over to you. Um, it takes about 10 to 12 minutes. Awesome for relaxation, especially if you don't know anything about breathing exercises. Very, very good intro. But yeah, so prioritize your recovery. 
your obviously your body and your mind they need to recover you need a healthy amount of sleep and rest and nutrition and all of those things that go into recovery okay but yeah next probably the most important thing and this is probably the last thing i'm going to give you is seek a support team okay and the reason why i put team so seek support that's obviously important but seeking a support team is the way you want to go about it you want to have a team that is on your side and i know that a lot of my athletes when i talk to them they do have a team they have their uh coach they have their physical therapist they have their strength and conditioning coach they have their pitching coach they have their hitting coach they have all of these different coaches that are on their team people that they can go to that they can talk to that they can trust as well as that 100 physical 100 mental you need a performance coach a sports psychologist coach a business coach things that absolutely will fill all the gaps that you need in whatever performance you are trying to do so get a very very good team that supports you that you can trust and bring information to and they can help you in every possible way so go find a performance coach go obviously i know most of you have a lot of physical coaches but you can bounce information off of them as well also your parents or even like a really close friend that could have a like a solution to something that isn't bouncing around inside of your head so i was it kind of seems a bit uh a little bit overwhelming to like do those athletes need to have all of those coaches at the exact same time in order to like succeed yeah no okay so for for the i mean pertaining to the 100 mental 100 physical if you want to do both it may seem like a lot but the further that you climb in whatever sport whatever if you just want to be my brother said this last week on the on the session he said, if you just want to be happy, sure, you can be happy pretty much doing anything. But if you want to really be successful in whatever you are doing, you need to be doing all of these things. And it's not its not that it's overwhelming because you, you, you probably do a lot of them, but you need to understand why you're doing them. So I'm, I'm saying this because if you are feeling overwhelmed at all the things that I'm saying, um, I want you to really ask yourself, why are you doing them in the first place? And if your answer is because I want to be successful in everything that I do, this is the answer, right? You have to be able to do all of these things and seeking a support team, they will help you through all of that. Like simply me just sitting here and talking about this stuff, this is support, right? So you need people like this in your life that you can go and talk to and bounce ideas off of, get rid of negative thoughts, maybe figure out what goals, how to set them, like, it's all really important stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, another thing, probably the last thing I'll ask before we move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, we have a game plan here, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's one thing uh, there's one thing to have a game plan, and then there's another thing to actually execute it. Mm. So uh, it could be the task could be daunting for some guys. Like, how are they supposed to? kind of you know put the first like the first foot forward pretty much how are they how are they actually supposed to do this yeah okay so with anything in life the fastest way to get rid of a thought the thought that you are saying right there if you have that thought of oh man i'm not consistent enough i can't make sure that i or i'm not going to be able to do all this stuff the way to get rid of a thought is action so your first thought whenever you have any thought it's probably going to be either negative or a lie or some sort of thing that is not real, right? I want you to think every single time you say, I don't know if I can do this, you think, what can I do, 
okay? What action can I do right now? So not thinking too far, too far ahead. Think about today. Like what can I, I woke up this morning and I'm listening to this right now. What can I do right now in the next five minutes to set myself up for success on whatever goals that I have that both are implemented. I'll bring it back to the 100% mental, 100% physical. I am trying to do everything I possibly can, both mentally and physically, so I can perform at whatever highest level I can and whatever you're doing, whatever task, right? So that's kind of that. That's cool. I like that. Thank you so much for that question. That yeah, question was good. awesome. That's a really good question. Yeah. All right, second one. Hey, I follow you on your off the grid account, Instagram, and, oh, I, right. and I found you through that. Sick. That's pretty cool. Brock's been blowing up pretty recently on uh, on off the grid with Instagram. Okay, continuing the question. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing, so thank you for that. I'm a former college athlete, and I have a question pertaining to my job. How do you help former athletes overcome sitting at a desk and working a nine to five? It has been a lot harder than I expected. Thank you. Okay, perfect. So. I actually go through this a lot with identity and what we call it in the performance world in sports psychology, it's identity crisis. And we deal with this a lot. That word is not important. I don't know why I just said that, but it's like an identity crisis. You're kind of going through something where you are a physical being that really enjoys and you find joy in doing physical things. That's really hard to go from doing physical things and finding joy out of that and then going from sports to going straight to a job and working at a desk from nine to five. I understand that. That's really hard. Okay. So first off, I'm, I'm absolutely feeling you on that. That totally, that's tough. I, even myself, like going from being an athlete, going to, obviously I'm still around sports and I'm around performance, but even me sitting in my office, like sitting on my computer all the time on my phone, like doing all these things, even sitting in a podcast, I, I do not like sitting. <laughs> I really don't. I like to go and move and get up and get around because that's that's how I, I find joy in this world, you know? So that being said, that's kind of exact same way that I answered the other question. I really want you to have some tasks, some things that you can go and do and think about, think about differently. So very first thing is exercise. That's very clear, right? I, like I said, you are sitting at a desk working a nine to five, and I don't know what job you have, but I'm really glad that you actually brought this job up. Um, you need to establish like a really good exercise routine. And it doesn't have to be insane, like literally something, even if it's three days a week, two days a week, as long as you're getting moving, right? So I want you to schedule a consistent workout routine, okay? Either before or after work, or even I have, I have athletes in the past that are working now that even do it like during lunch, right? They might even do a workout in the morning and then a workout at lunch and then go for a run in the afternoon. Like that's how much they need physical activity. I can't stress it enough. Working out and getting exercise, all of the endorphins that you get from that, everything that you get out of that is really, really important, especially coming from a person who finds a lot of joy in physical activity. So establish a really good workout routine. Definitely. I was, uh, I was thinking... Because uh, I remember when I worked a nine to five uh, for a little bit after college. Yeah. Um, I felt like I had no time. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, I mean, just just like your honest opinion for people that are watching that are thinking like, oh, yeah, I have no time. Is that an excuse or is that does it kind of just depend? Well, I mean, anything is an excuse, right? So even a really, really good excuse like saying I don't have time, you probably don't have time, right? 
And I actually talked about this yesterday. There's like three things. When you say, I don't have enough time to sleep, I don't have enough time to say work out or go and enjoy something, I don't have enough time to have time. Like that's like that's that's a really, really good excuse. But it's still an excuse. You know? Like you're still gonna find yourself at the end of the day getting out of shape, not feeling good, getting older and being like, Okay, what's going on with my life? You have to figure out how to incorporate some sort of physical exercise. Okay? That excuse any excuse that you have, even if it's a good excuse, is still an excuse, okay? So either you wake up at 4.45 in the morning, okay? You wake up at 4.45, you go and sit out in front of the gym. I had a conversation with this guy on and off the grid. You sit in your car and you say, do your meditation in the morning. You read your Bible, you write in your journal, and then you go and you lift weights, and then you go back home. And this guy, had a he has a new child, right? And this new child, like he's... He has to be somewhere for this person. And obviously his time is, it's not his, but he has a consistent workout routine. Even if it's waking up at 4.45 in the morning to go and get that workout in. He's basically looking at, and he would be a great guy. I mean, there's a lot of men out there that have families, that have jobs, that are all really, really time-based, right? So your time is important, but even when you make an excuse, even if it's a really good excuse, like time, that's still an excuse. You know what I'm it's saying? Very so true. make make the time. Make the time to worry about. And that's another thing is self-care. We'll go into that a little bit Definitely. later. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so another thing that I want you to think about is more in the physical exercise, but while you're actually at your job, I want you to think more about movement. Okay. So think more about movement. Look for ways to incorporate physical activity into your actual workspace. Okay. So if you're going into an office, take the stairs instead of your elevator. Um, when you're going to your office in the morning. Instead of driving there, if it's close enough, obviously, if it makes sense, ride a bike or maybe even walk to work. Um, I know a lot of us don't have that um, exact opportunity to go and do that, but if you could, absolutely go and do that. Make uh, use of your break time, like for a walk outside, go and get some sunlight, go and fresh your, refresh your, uh, your brain by going out and going on a walk, okay? Um, another thing that I find really interesting, and there's actually a research study uh, pertaining to this, but basically what the research study was talking about was doing really, really short, quick um, exercises, like short period exercises at max effort. So literally, and I know some of you are going to be in like suit and tie, um, but getting out or going like into a hallway that has stairs, go and sprint up the stairs like two or three times as fast as you possibly can. That right there good movement okay all right let's go to the next one engage in hobbies okay hobbies are super important right and i stress this a lot with my athletes who are very very focused on what they're doing and trying to be the best that they possibly can hobbies and activities outside of work that keep you physically active right so you you're kind of getting the picture doing stuff physical because you are a physical athlete that really enjoys going and doing things physically Okay, so you can join like a local sports league, take up a jujitsu class or boxing or learning how to fly fish or bow hunting or a community that actually aligns with all of those in, or all of those interests, right? Like off the grid. It's not a plug for off the grid. It's just my other business. If you guys right. are interested in something like that, that's a that's another hobby. We actually do all of those things, right? But finding hobbies that allow you to maintain an active lifestyle and reconnect with the joy that you actually get from physical activity. You got that? All right. Another thing, 
And I know I said this in the last, the very last question, but setting goals, if you're not happy with your job, create a set of goals that I like to call standards, obviously. And these standards you will meet. It's not even an option. You will meet. So no opting out on the standard um, that you set with yourself. Okay. All right. Nutrition. Prioritize your nutrition and pay attention to your diet. Okay. That's super important. What you're actually fueling your body with, you need to do it properly. Um, I talked about caffeine intake in, what was it? Episode 12. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So episode, episode, yes. So the, the sport and brain that we did, we talked about caffeine and I've talked about caffeine before. Basically caffeine intake hour and a half after you wake up and then at least eight to 10 hours before you go to bed. That's, that's your window. So really like from, if you're waking up at like, uh, in the morning early, just a general rule. Don't take caffeine an hour and a half after you wake up and then just stop it right at 12. Okay. If you stop caffeine intake right at 12, you're probably good. Okay. So right around there, um, proper food, obviously the food and what you put in your body, bring meals, snacks, like healthy things, nutritional snacks to your work. Um, that's really important. And what those things will do, they'll actually help you maintain energy levels and support your overall well-being while you're at work. Okay, so think of it that way. What constitutes is like healthy snacks? Because I mean, some guys probably um, some some guys probably have like really fast metabolisms. Yeah. And they can just burn through stuff. Yeah. Other guys don't, and they might need to like, you know, do something alternative to like a protein bar. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I. Like for me personally, when it comes to nutrition, I'm obviously not a nutritionist, but when it comes to me personally, I really like beef sticks and I like fruit. So a lot of dried fruit, a lot of beef sticks, apples, oranges, bananas, like all of that stuff I really, really like to munch on. So Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last thing for you, um, managing stress, okay? And managing negative stress. That's really important because stress, as we know, if you guys go and listen to the stress episode, what episode was that? It's the same episode. Same episode? Okay, cool. So managing your stress. I want you guys to ask yourself what stressor is helping you and what stressor is simply just negative. So when you're dealing with stressor, whether that money, um, sleep, uh, something that happened at work, do your best to use that stress. Use it as a form of motivation. And I know we talk about motivation as fleeting, but when I say the word motivation, I'm not saying it in a negative manner. I want you to use your stress and use it to the best of your ability. Okay, so practice stress management techniques, and some of those may look like, and we'll actually do an episode on this, like cold water exposure, going into a sauna, learning how to do those breathing exercises like I talked about, some form of meditation or prayer, like all of these things will help you manage your stress. How does, um, so how does like cold water exposure, how does that help uh, somebody out, like if, if the game's on the line and they're at the free throw line, like how does that exposure help them mentally perform? Okay, so cold water exposure, like that, I mean, that question being super specific towards like a highly stressful situation, basically when you get into cold water, and we'll go further into this, but like a basic answer to this is you are raising every bit of adrenaline, dopamine, norepinephrine, like all of these different chemicals inside of your brain to deal with highly stressful situations and you're basically going from a super highly stressful situation and calming yourself down. So you get in a highly stressful situation in sports, you calm yourself down, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And it's almost it's almost immediately. 
Like yeah. there's a there's a point when you get into cold water exposure where you're just like I'm gonna die, and then you don't die, and then you're like I'm gonna die, and then you don't die, and you you get used to that feeling, right? But we'll go we'll go further into that. So you're saying like, then once you get into that situation, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. Yep, exactly. What about some? Uh, what about prayer? Um, what does prayer do for? Like it's for, I mean, prayer, prayer is a form of meditation. I use that as a form of meditation. Mm. Um, when you talk about meditation, you could, you could go over a bunch of different types of meditation, but there is, there is thousands of different types of meditation. Whatever meditation works for you the best. Um, for me, that's obviously prayer, mindfulness, trying to be able to journal like before I can go do things. All of those are great things for when it comes to meditating. That's cool. Okay, so that was, I mean... That was the end of Q&A. All right. So thank you so much for both of those questions. Let me know if you guys want to go to three questions. Uh, that was two questions. I actually like two a little bit more because I can answer them a little bit more deeply. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So you guys can let me know if that actually sounded pretty good with two questions um, instead of three. But that's the end of Q&A. Next week we will have SMB. So make sure and stay tuned for that. The game is not 90% mental and 10% physical. It's 100% mental and 100% physical. If you could leave a rating and a review, I would really appreciate it. And if this helped you in any way, please share it with someone that would find it useful. If you want to reach out and further the conversation in this session, my main Instagram is at off the wall therapy or at mindset session. Sorry. Or at Mindset Sessions Podcast, or my email is Brock at Off the Wall Therapy. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day.